Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 92, um, coming on uh, the eve of the World Series, uh, Jack. The um, uh, the League Championship Series uh, just wrapped up. Um, the Rays defeated the Astros, and the Dodgers defeated the Braves. Um I don't know, Jack. We uh, well, we got the Braves and the I mean the sorry the Dodgers and the Rays uh, in the World Series. Yeah, you know it's weird, Jeremy, uh, with what the crapshoot uh, first round of the playoffs and sixteen teams making it and uh, just a sixty game shortened season, and yet somehow the two best teams in baseball managed to make it to the World Series. Oddly enough, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll get into more of uh, that in a second. Um, but uh, for our debuts for 1992, uh, Jack, who do you got? Well, Jeremy, I have David Hulse. Do you remember David Hulse? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I do. Wow. I remember David Hulse. I'm actually pretty impressed that you remember David Hulse. Uh, <laughs> he played uh, five. He played parts of five unimpressive uh, seasons in the big leagues. Uh, his first three for, were for Texas. And his last two, 1995 and 96, uh, were for the Milwaukee Brewers, um, which is where I came to know him. Uh, the only reason I really remember David Hulse is because uh, I was at a game one time. It was a night game, uh, Brewers game at Old County Stadium. I mean, obviously, it must have been 95 or 96, so I was 9 or 10 years old. And, uh, you know, there was nobody at the game, probably about 10,000, 15,000 people there. And, uh, you know, it was late, getting late in the game, and David Hulse was at the plate. And some yahoos uh, who, you know, th- they were like the type of guys that, you know, you and I would one day become. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they were screaming at David Hulse. They said, come on, give us some pulse, Hulse. Uh, and they kept, they, kept, they kept screaming this. And, and I'm sure, like, they were screaming it loud enough, and there were so few people there that, like, I'm sure David Hulse uh, must have heard them. So, like, yes. yeah. There you go. Like, give us some pulse, Hulse. Like, these guys probably thought these guys probably thought they were being pretty funny, and they were right. Like, that was uh, <laughs> it was a it was a good one. It was a good thing to yell at at David Hulse. Um, and so that that he's my debut for 1992. Like for that reason, I would never forget who David Hulse was, um, even though most of the rest of baseball fans probably have. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um... David Hulse, not to be confused with Tom Hulsey, uh, from uh, the actor from uh, Ordinary People, I think. Right? And, uh, uh, oh, is or, that? Or no, yeah. He's in, I don't know if he's in. He's in. Um, he's in Mozart, and he's in uh, Parenthood. Uh, Tom Hulsey. Yeah, Spelled yeah, uh, I yeah. I don't. I don't think he's uh, from Ordinary People. I, you were you thinking that he was the kid in Ordinary People? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is is that the one with Donald Sutherland and Mary Mary Tyler Moore? Is, is she in that yeah. one? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's correct. I gotcha. Um, I think that was directed by Robert Redford. Anyway, uh, but but the other guy you're thinking of, he he's he's the guy who plays Salieri, or no, he yeah he plays Mozart in uh, 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 Amadeus, right? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> Okay. Um, I, I know him yeah. mostly from Parenthood. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the most we should talk about uh, David Hulse, or yeah, is by talking about Tom Hulsey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I do. I actually have one random note about Tom, uh, David Hulse. Uh, he, he was playing alongside Jose Canseco when the ball b- bounced off of Jose Canseco's head for a home run. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was playing center field, and I think uh, Jose Canseco was playing right. That's how I know David Hulse mostly. Okay. Okay, well, that's so he was, you know, sort of indirectly involved in one of the one of the most famous moments in baseball history, which is uh, which is pretty cool. One of the most one of the most perfect moments, uh, probably considering it was Jose Canseco. So, uh, I actually yeah. did not know that, Jeremy. So that's a that's a nice little uh, little factoid there. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know really why I know that, but um, but yeah. So maybe in the article, maybe in like the play-by-play, someone says like Hulse going back, and you know, and Canseco. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So anyway, my '92 guy is Damian Easley, Jack. Oh yeah, sure. I remember Damian Easley. Yeah. Um. So I have absolutely nothing to say about Damian Easley, nor do I want you to say anything about him either. I don't want to talk about his numbers uh-huh. at all. The only thing that I have. Um, <clears throat> for Damian Easley is um, when I was on the uh, I was I played on in Little League on the um, on the Angels my last year of Little League and I was like dying to get um, number 12 because that was Mark Langston's number and um, I uh, got number one I guess and I was like, oh, who's number one? Who's number one? And it was Damien Easley. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, what did that suck? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and actually, you know what? I'm looking at this and like, I'm going to call myself out on this. It wasn't, I didn't even have, Damien Easley was number one. I had number four and I don't even think okay. that there was a number four, but that's, you know, that's what it was. I, I don't think they had a number four and the closest number to him was, was number one. I'm like, well, I guess by default I'm Damien Easley. So it was even more of a of a like you know a womp womp situation um so i was like this is this is just a bummer like uh you know it's not i'm in no way excited about having the same number or similar number to damien easley so let's just you know let's just move on but are um, are you a big uh a big puns guy jeremy sure i love a pun you love a pun i don't like puns really at all uh i, I really I really don't, Jeremy. It's not. It's not my kind of humor. I feel like Damian Easley's uh, name could be easily like. Well, there you go. It's it's an easy <laughs> pun. You know, it really is. Uh, yeah. Like if you're a, if you're like a, a guy who makes headlines for like sports pages, uh, that's like that'd be like your dream. You know, a guy with a guy with a name like that. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of what I always thought of when I thought of Damian Easley. Um, yeah. I know. I know. You said you didn't want to talk about his numbers, Jeremy, but he did have one year where he drove in a hundred runs, which is pretty weird. No way, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-eight, uh, twenty-seven home runs, a hundred RBIs, and he hit two seventy-one in just under six hundred at bats. So, like, he actually did have like two good years. He played from nineteen ninety-two to two thousand eight. So, for a guy who was like kind of a lifetime scrub, like he uh, he, uh, except for those two years when he was probably probably doing steroids. Um, he, uh, yeah, he actually, he hung around for a long time. Yeah. He had some crazy numbers here. Like, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right, Jack. Yes. You have fucking reeled me in let's talk about, let's talk about his goddamn numbers. There you um, go. <laughs> he had one Homer, two homers, six homers, four homers, four homers, 
and then 22 homers, and then yep. 27 homers. Like, fuck, this guy was fucking on steroids. <laughs> Who did we say last week was on steroids? Uh, Phil Plantier? Like, yeah, Phil that. Plantier. Damien Easley was on goddamn. This is ridiculous, man. This If if people want to trash baseball like in the, in the 90s about the steroid era, look no further than this fucking Damien Easley. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's, a, that's absurd. Yeah, man. He, he had that three-year window, like from 97 to uh, 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 99, the, the very heart of the steroids era. Uh, like, he had three 20-plus homer seasons, and then he just gradually, like, went back down again. Um, what a, this is, that's absurd, man. That is crazy. No, it is. Um, and, hey, you know what, though, Jeremy? I'm looking. He made $25 million uh, during his playing <laughs> career. So uh, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, God, man. What a... What a way to start off this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there you go. Damien Easley. So there you go. Um, okay. Um, yeah. yeah uh, well, Jeremy, it is, it is October. Um, you know, it's... Uh, spooky season. It's, yeah, it's spooky season. Are you doing a Halloween costume? You know, I, I mean, I'm not. And uh, I haven't the last couple of years. And I used to love doing Halloween costumes uh, and going out. Um, but uh, I'm not this year. But I did think of, like, I'm like, what if, what if I just... <laughs> created a costume and wore it like around my house I bet I bet I bet a lot of people will be doing that um yeah I, I did a costume last year I dressed up as uh uh Robert Shaw's character Quint from the movie Jaws and I went out as a uh, a group a group costume um uh pictures of which uh, are available uh at various social media sites online um yeah. but uh, uh, if we had gone trick-or-treating at Albert Bell's house, uh, Jeremy, uh, he would not have given us candy. Um, uh, so th- there was a story that I was reading about um, in the... Uh, it happened in the mid-90s. I don't know why I was reading about it. I was reading about Albert Bell today. Jeremy, did you know that Albert Bell is the only player to hit 50 home runs and 50 doubles in the same season? Wow, 50-50 club, huh? <laughs> yeah, it probably, again, steroid-induced, probably cork-bat-induced uh, for, for Albert Bell. But uh, but there was a, a story um, uh, where some kids like went up to his house to like you know get candy for trick or treat, and either Albert Bell didn't answer the door or he did and he told them to get lost. Uh, I'm not not really sure about that. But um, anyway, so the kids like got pissed off and they they decided to egg his house. Uh, so Albert Bell like you know he he goes into his car. And he goes dry, like he drives after them, and they're running away. And he, uh, like, he hit one of the kids. Ah, yes. This happened. So this this was in I want to say 1995. It was like Halloween 1995. Um, And and the story the story he told was that like it was it was raining, and like as soon as he caught up to the kids, like he slammed on the brakes, but the car skidded and it it bumped one of the kids. Uh, But the the lawsuit was uh, settled out of court. So obviously whoever his attorney was, was like, hey, we're not going to, you know, probably not going to be able to prove that you didn't, <laughs> that you didn't hit this kid. Uh, so that, that just strikes me as crazy, man. You know, like, uh, like you know, most, most kids, like if they knew it was a professional baseball player's house, they'd be like, oh man, that's so awesome. Like Albert Bell, like, you know, he's the best player on the Indians. But it's like only, only yeah. Albert Bell could have his house egged because he's being such an asshole. And then the fact that like he, you know, he, he goes tearing after these kids in a car and hits one of them is just kind of a, that's just kind of a classic Albert Bell story. So I think, you know, there aren't too many, uh, there aren't too many Halloween related baseball stories uh, because the season is usually over (laughs) at that point. But I think, I think that one's gotta be, uh, that one's gotta be right up there. 
Yeah, I ran him down in the streets. Uh, and yeah, um, uh, that's that sounds like um, <clears throat> like yeah, it sounds uh, like a horror movie or something. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I guess there there there's other things like you know horror movie related when you think of Albert Bell, like just his general existence or his career. So um, so yeah, so that's interesting. Ask uh, Fernando Vina. Right. He yeah, I was just watching that clip today too, and he bo- he body slammed Fernando Vina. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, sounds like a real cool guy. I guess <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Who, who needs uh, Who needs Jason or Mike Myers when you got Albert Bell? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's always it's always, it's always fun to find an, a young like or, or like an an old an early career Albert Bell baseball card because they said Joey Bell on him for, for they did they did um, and I think his middle name was like Joan but uh, okay. yeah it, which which isn't Joey so like it you know I don't I don't understand I wonder if that was what he was called when he was in college or what mm-hmm. but uh, you know if I would have seen Joey Bell on there I wouldn't have even been a hundred percent sure that it was was Albert but uh, but yeah, yeah that's that's a strange. Uh, that's a strange thing, Jeremy. You know, there are players who've changed their names, like Yolmer Sanchez and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Roberto Hernandez. Although I don't think, I, you know, from Fausto <laughs> Carmona. Although I don't think that one was like by his choice. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, it, it is always an interesting phenomenon when a guy changes his name, especially uh, especially a player of that caliber. Trent Clark, Trent Grisham. That's true. That's one. true. Trent Trent Clark. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think he ever played in the majors as Trent Clark, though, did he? No, but he definitely his like rookie autograph cards were were Trent Clark. So. Oh man, and did he sign them as Trent Clark? Um, I think so. Oh yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's um, pretty I cool. mean, obviously, Giancarlo Stanton is another pretty big one. But. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was ever called Mike. You know, they yeah. the baseball uh, MLB. It should be like SAG. You know, if there's one because there used to be a Mike Stanton. And I think he was a pitcher, yep. you know, that they shouldn't, there shouldn't be, even if the guy's been long retired, you shouldn't be able to have the same name as somebody who like had that name previously. Like, like the Screen Actors Guild? Yeah, yeah, like the Screen Actors Guild. That's why, like, I think that's why Samuel L. Jackson has to have the L in there, because I think maybe there was like another Samuel Jackson. Um, uh, so like, yeah, you know, these guys should have to like uh, use a middle initial or, or, you know, change the spelling of their name or something if somebody's already had it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like it. I'm all for it. <laughs> I, we would. I will say though, Jack, we would have lost the, um, the kind of like Twilight Zone, like like mind bending moment that happened in the NLCS. Jack, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. Where Will Smith homered off of Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, they made a baseball card of that. They're like first time two players with the same name have matched up in the playoffs. And it's like, wow, this is. A, I'm like, I know that baseball nerds wanted that card to be made, but that's a weird. That's a weird angle to take with it. You could have just made a card that said, like, hey, isn't this crazy? They, you know, Will Smith battled Will Smith, but, like, they're, like, first time in history. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. That's fine, as long as there's a card of it, I guess. You know what was even weirder, though, as far as firsts for the LCS? Was that uh, Corey Seager's home run in Game 7 was the first home run ever by a shortstop in a Game 7 of an LCS which is kind really? of which is which is pretty crazy because I think they've been playing the LCS since what the late sixties. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds feasible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I not not yeah not entirely sure, but it's been they've been playing it for a long time, and it was the I think they said it was the first home run by a shortstop in a game seven period 
since 1973. So, like, the last one was, like, a Game 7 of a World Series um, in 1973. So, like, a shortstop had not hit a home run in a Game 7 of anything in, uh, you know, in, in over a lifetime, you know, 47 years. Uh, which is which is pretty crazy when you think about it. I mean, I guess shortstop has never been a real big power position, but uh, that, not for the last 20 years, though. You know, there's there's been plenty of power-hitting shortstops in the game, so you'd think it would have happened once in the last 47 years. But no, Corey Seegers was the first one since 1973 in a Game 7, which I thought was pretty crazy. That That is weird, definitely. Um, <clears throat> even in recent years, like with the um, emergence of power-hitting shortstops, um, or fuck, Damian Easley maybe could have done it. You know, if he was, if, you know, if we caught him at the in the in the right uh, period of time. But um, but yeah. So I don't know, Jack. Um, just running through the league championship series, I think like I it was weird. And you know, we didn't really get a chance to 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 kind of like you know talk about them like ahead of time too much. I will say like my pick, like when I did my brackets, um, I had Rays and and Dodgers uh, in the playoffs. Um. But I was still cheering for the Braves just um, because I just I just don't like the Dodgers. No, um, you know I I'm so I'm so tired of the Dodgers in every postseason, Jeremy. I feel like I I understand now and I know and I'm very familiar with all of the Dodgers like game day operations. Just like you know the mu- <laughs> the music they play and they play. Yeah. I think they play Beethoven's Fifth whenever they strike someone out, and they've got that. Oh, yeah. They've got that weird like organ that uh, it's kind of, it kind of almost sounds like the White Sox organ a little bit, but it's it's a little bit different. But like yeah, uh, you know, it's like they're like or whatever. Like they play like uh, at b- between every single pitch of a Dodger at bat, um, and like they must have moved that organ to uh, uh, to Texas. Cause like it was, it's the same organ that you hear in Dodger Stadium. So either they like had the organist record some shit, and then they're, they're just playing that, or they brought the actual organ there. I don't know, but like, That's yeah, interesting. yeah, but like you know, I just I feel like every year when I hear that when I hear that organ playing, I'm like, okay, so it must be October, um, because you know <laughs> this is the this is the Dodgers. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm a little tired of the Dodgers. I'm tired of their, uh, their team. Um, like Justin Turner, they're saying like, oh, he's got the most hits in Dodgers postseason history. But like, I mean, hey, let's face it. Like there's more playoff games now than there ever were before, you know? Yeah, um, sure. so like, you know, you look at all the times the Dodgers made the playoffs in the, you know, whatever the sixties, seventies, eighties, like, you know, they, they only, they only had one round of playoffs and then the world series. So like Justin Turner gets at least a whole nother round of at bats. Uh, so yeah. of course, of course, he's gonna have the most hits. Um, yeah, you don't think Duke Snyder would have out hit fucking Justin Turner if he played <laughs> more games? Like fuck that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I they also um, I noticed last night that they played I Love L A. So they play that uh, when when the Dodgers win um, the song by Randy Newman, even though it's like a tongue in cheek like um, satirical like when he says I love L A. Like he's naming like you know these like satirical things about LA. Like he talks about like a bum and stuff and the, like the fires, like, um, like the wildfires, like from the Santa Ana winds and stuff. So like, um, so yeah, like it's, it's kind of funny that they, that they play those song that they play that song when the Dodgers win. 
Um, but uh, it is what it is. But another quirk of their game day. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it seems like uh, it seems like the like the irony of that song kind of went over the head of you know whoever decided yeah. to to pick that. I'm trying to think yeah. of like a, a a song that like makes fun of Chicago. That would be funny if like the White Sox played after a win. <laughs> you know, it would be a, yeah, it would be sure. a very very White Sox uh, White Sox thing to do. Jeremy, did you ever see um, Will Sasso's impression of Randy Newman on Mad TV? No, I didn't. It's pretty I'm funny. Intrigued. It's pretty funny because uh, it's it's just like it. The impression is just Will Sasso, like uh, it, like he's doing an impression of Randy Newman, but it like the the setup for the gag is that it's like a, a Randy Newman Christmas album. But like the the only the only line I remember from it is uh, at the beginning of the sketch, like Randy Newman names off like a bunch of the movies he's done music for, and then he says uh-huh. he says here, bet you heard of some of those movies. Uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was dumb. And then, and like, it gets a laugh from the, you know, the mad TV audience and then it goes on. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, Randy Newman also song featured in the movie Major League. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, one about Cleveland. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got the song in Major League as well. Yeah. Right. Major League and the Naked Gun is, uh, I Love LA. Um, I hadn't really put that together actually. Um, but, uh. Also, Randy Newman has a writing, like a a screenplay co-writing credit on Three Amigos. I don't know if you knew that, Jack. Does he really? He does. Yeah. Nice. I I don't know. I don't know the full story behind it. Like, if it's just like because, and I think he also does the voice of like the singing bush or whatever. Uh huh. Um, But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know the full story behind that. Like, if it's just because he wrote a couple of those songs, they gave him a screenwriting credit. But anyway, um. But, um, yeah, so, okay, well, you know, in, in talking about this, 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 the Dodgers specifically, and we'll, we can talk about the Rays in a second, but Jack, I wanted to play a quick game with you. Okay. Um, I wanted, cause like, you know, we were, we were, we were kind of texting back and forth about this and like, I think, okay, listen, I admit that there can be a case made, um, for like why it's good that the Dodgers are in the, in the world series personally i and, and and i don't even like the Braves that much but like i kind of i would rather see Ronald Acuña than anyone on the um the Dodgers uh sure. roster so and like you know you were bringing up some points about like why the Dodgers like you know why <clears throat> it might be good that they're in there so i just i had this game that i wanted to bring you jack and it's like um do you like him <laughs> okay uh, Dodgers edition okay i think I like we should it. actually maybe do this like in the future, just so just so we can have on record who we hate and who we like from each team. Okay, so yeah. No one, no one gets it confused. But I'm going to run down the lineup from yesterday, okay, uh, or the box score, and then uh, I might just pick some some select guys from the from the from the 28 man roster just that I'd like to get your opinion on. I like. But it. We can make this. We can make this really quick, rapid fire, and you can just give me a yes or no. If you want to expound on it, you can. Um, but um, I'll and I'll do it as well. Sure. So just running down the order, do you like him, Mookie Betts? Yeah, I, I actually do like Mookie Betts. Um, yes, uh, I think he's like one of the most exciting players in baseball. Uh, he made a great catch yesterday uh, that, saved a, that saved a home run. Super athletic play. Uh, he can do everything. Like he's a true 5 tool player. Um, he's, a, he's a great hitter. He, he'll take a lot of pitches and get you walks. Uh, he's, he can hit for power. Like he can just burst out and hit like three home runs. I saw some crazy uh, percentage, like some crazy percent of his home home run percentage of his home runs have come in like multi multi homer games, like two and three homer games. Uh, and, and like he's a great base runner, he's an outstanding fielder, and he's got like a cannon for an arm. 
Um, I think he's one of the most exciting players in baseball, uh, and I would go to a game just to see him and like be excited to see him in the lineup. And we've seen him a couple times, too. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I like Mookie Betts. He's probably one of my favorite players in the league right now. How about you? Very nice. Yeah, I like him as well. I like him a little less that he's on the Dodgers, but I guess it's not his fault that the Red Sox traded him. I'm more mad at the Red Sox for doing that because right. I feel like <clears throat> like do what, do what you need to do to lock up Mookie Betts. For his career, he, sh- I, you know, maybe he should have been a lifetime Red Sox, but I digress. All right, Corey Seager, do you like him? No. Okay. No. Me neither. I, no, I mean he's just like the guy. You know, the guy's been in the league for you know when he first came up. I feel like they said that he was uh, you know going to be like one of the next great players, and you know we're still waiting on that. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, he just injured too many times. Injured when it counted. Like I think he. I think he was injured for that 2016 uh, NLCS against the Cubs. I I don't believe he played, or maybe he just came back for that series. So, yeah, I don't like him. Justin Turner, do you like him? No. He's been on the Dodgers forever. Okay, me neither. Uh, good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like yeah. uh, the I, one thing I like about him is he he looks like one of the, the like the main wildling guy on Game of Thrones. Um, so I guess there's that. Okay. But like you know, even that being said, I'm you know. <laughs> His look is a little bit tiresome uh, for starters, yes. but like uh, you know, he's just he's just been around too long. Uh, I think he's still like you know probably a good hitter, but I just you know I, I will none of Justin Turner as they would say in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I like giving yourself some credibility while we trash these players for no good reason. Um, <laughs> right. <clears throat> all right, Max Muncie, do you like him? No. No, I don't think so. Um, I, you know, I, I there's just something, uh, something about him. He looks like a, like a, he looks like a fullback or something. You know, like he yeah. plays first base, but he's this like short, like stocky guy. Like you know, he'll hit yeah. a he'll hit a lot of home runs, uh, but like I, you know, I, I just don't really. There's just something about him that like he he looks like kind of a, a punk or something. I don't know. Like I I could yeah. see other guys on other teams not liking him. I feel like he talks a big game, but like you know, he's only been around for like two years, or like he's only really like you know been been a prominent like guy home run hitter for two years. So it's like you know you better prove something if you're going to talk a talk a bunch of trash like that. I I think that's fair. I think um, I I don't particularly like him either. I don't hate him, but I don't really. He just doesn't do much for me, and like. You know, that's not with that's like despite the fact that he like he had that moment with Madison Bumgarner where he told him to get it out of the fucking ocean, um, get the ball out of the ocean, <laughs> uh, which is maybe one of the best things like a player. One player has ever said to another player that's been like become public domain um, or public knowledge. Right. Um, but even despite that, I'm like, eh, you know, I, 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 I he doesn't do much for me. He's like to me, he kind of looks like a, a door guy at a bar who like looks at your your license just a second too long, you know, instead of just like handing it to him and he looks at it and he's like, all right. And then he waves you in. He like looks at it just for a second too long. And you're like, all right, buddy, let's take it easy. Um, you know, and then, and then he hands it back to you and you're like, all right, like, all right, that's done. But like, what an asshole. Right. You know? Um, all right. Will Smith. Do you like him? Uh, I got, I got nothing against Will Smith, really. Okay. You know, he's, uh, I, I, I take him on the Brewers. They need a catcher. So like, it'll be interesting to see how he does, uh, you know, once he's like playing full time. But as of right now, I really got nothing against him. Uh, that's fair. I, I actually do kind of like Will Smith. Um, he's like kind of an unexpected, uh, 
Like, I think he, he had promise coming up um, as a prospect. Um, I didn't think he would be as, like, good as a hitting catcher as I as he kind of is, I think. Um, he seems to have had a pretty good year, and I, you know, I think he's, like, he's I think he's 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 their starter at this point and I think Austin Barnes is maybe just like the personal catcher for like Kershaw and maybe uh Bueller too but I think Will Smith is kind of like their their like starting catcher at this point yeah it felt like Austin Barnes kind of got aced out yeah a little bit yeah uh Cody Bellinger do you like him yeah, I mean, um, I, I do. I just think he's like a really good player, you know. Um, yeah. I, I saw I saw one of his early career home runs, which is probably why I like him a little more. Sure. But I mean, he's an, he's another guy where it's like, if he was in the lineup, I would be excited to see him if I was going to a game. Yeah. Um, I do think he's kind of he's kind of a bonehead, um, yeah. like that. I mean, just for instance, that that like uh, uh, like high five elbow high five he did last night where he dislocated his arm. Yeah. I mean, John Smoltz was giving him shit for that last night, but rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, like, what are you what are you thinking, man? Like, and then like his shoulder like popped out of its socket, and then he was just like joking about it. Like the next yeah. inning, he's like he, he was like showing Mookie Betts. He's like, oh yeah, like it popped out. Like he like you know like dude. shoulder. He pointed to his shoulder and did like the explosion, <laughs> like like m- mimicked like, yeah an explosion. Like it's like oh bro, I just. I just blew up my shoulder, bro. And it's like, yeah, dude, we're trying to win a World Series here. Maybe don't do that. Do fucking do that in the off season, you know? Yeah, man. Like especially if it's giving somebody a high five. I mean, that's not like Kendry's Morales, like uh, you yeah. know, jumping on home plate and I don't know what whatever happened to him. He like tore his Achilles or something like that. He, like, and broke was, his you know, fucking fibula or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was crazy. But like. You know, like, you know, your, your team is trying to uh, go to a World Series here and like you almost, you know, what it, you, know, you almost took yourself out of the lineup for for no reason. So that was that was kind of bo- uh, a bonehead move right there. Uh, I will say, Jeremy, it was uh, th- there was this this website. I can't remember what it was. It was like some sports joke website. But after Cody Bellinger made that great catch in the division series to save the home run. Um, you know, he, he kind of, they, the camera showed him in the dugout the inning after, and he had like a spaced out look in his, look in his, uh, on his face. And, um, the, uh, there was like this two minute video of like Cody Bellinger doing like deep thoughts. And it was just some guy in a, in a surfer's, uh, voice saying like, what if Japan's flag was a pie chart of how much Japan is Japan? Whoa. <laughs> and it was dumb. It was dumb. But 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 like every every couple of like every couple of deep thoughts he would go, Whoa. So it was uh it was dumb, but but kind of worth checking out. But also deserved because Cody Bellinger does look like kind of a bonehead. He he has a mouth his mouth is a gape quite often. I'll say that. And he looked, <laughs> he looks to be staring off into the middle distance mouth agape a lot. Um for a guy who's like the star of your team. Yeah. Um I don't hate him, but I also I'm not I'm not excited about him. I, I mean, I guess I'm well whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he I admit he's one of the best players in the league, but uh I'm not going to be fighting on Bellinger Hill anytime soon. <laughs> um Jack, by the way, if we ever write a screenplay for a war movie, we should <laughs> make a, 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 the Battle of Bellinger Hill. The Battle of Bellinger Hill. I like it, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um yeah. okay, AJ Pollock, do you like him? Um you know, not uh, not really, Jeremy, and only because like I feel like that's a guy who seemed like he should have been really good, but he was always like hurt. Yeah. You know, like he, he's like if the guy could give you 150 games a year, 
Like, I bet he would be a really, be a really great guy to have on your team. But, I mean, how many times has he even done that? I would guess one. I'm going to look it up right now. But it seems like he always misses lots of well, every season. Yeah, he had that weird injury. I think, I, think it was, I think it was right when the Dodgers signed him, maybe. Or maybe it was his last year with the Diamondbacks. But he, like, slid into home plate. And then he was, like, standing up with his, like, he was pushing himself up with his, like, both hands. And he, like, broke his, like, shoulder or something. I don't Like, something right. weird. He had some weird fluke injury like that as well. Um, yeah, he to me, he seems like he should have just stayed a Diamondback. So I don't, I don't yeah. like him on the, on the Dodgers. Right. And uh, to answer my, my question, Jeremy, it was one year with 150-plus games played. He's been in the league since 2012. Yeah. Uh, and only, in only one season has he ever played more than 150 games, okay. more than 140 games even. So, yeah, there you go, A.J. Pollock, not so much. Fair enough. Jack Peterson, do you like him? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like he, he's a guy who's, who just, like, is not going to give you a good uh, at-bat. Uh, maybe I mean I haven't really seen too much of him this year, so maybe that's changed. But it's like he seems like a guy who just goes up there and tries to hit a home run every single time he's up. Yeah. And uh, you know the guy can't hit lefties for nothing. I mean I understand he's a left-handed hitter, but like, hey man, if you ever want to be more than a platoon player, like you gotta, you know, you gotta be able to hit lefties a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I uh, I mean honestly, Jack Peterson might be Cody Bellinger's like best decoy because you it's hard to focus on like you know being like a a, a bonehead um on bellinger when you have jock peterson you know on the bench sitting next to him it's like <laughs> he's like the ultimate bonehead like i i still i mean maybe i should like him for giving us this moment but back in 2016 when they beat um did they beat the mets or something to 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 make it to the lcs i can't remember maybe it was actually it might have been the national I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but um, he was like they were interviewing him in the in the clubhouse, and it was like maybe like twenty minutes after the game ended, and they were asking him questions, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, he played really good, man. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was great." And then like, this is back when Pete Rose was on that post game show with Frank and Aaron. Yeah, and they're like, I think Frank Thomas was like. I think uh, I think Jack Peterson got into the champagne a little early, and I'm like, and <laughs> he sounded drunk. But the thing is, like, it wasn't. It was inconclusive whether he was drunk or just being Jack Peterson. So, um, I sure, don't, I don't like him. Um, Kike Hernandez, do you like him, Jack? Uh no. Yeah. Um, okay. me neither. I mean, no. I mean, there's the guy that like dislocated Cody Bellinger's uh, <laughs> shoulder. Like, sure, what, you yeah. know, what, what are you, what are you two, like, what are you two idiots doing? And then, like, after the game, <laughs> after the game, like, Kike Hernandez, like, they interviewed him about it, and he's like, yeah, that just proves that Cody Bellinger shouldn't try to do that to someone who's a lot stronger than him. Like, oh, you know, God, you guys are, that? yeah, yeah, he said that, you know, obviously in jest, but, like, you know, you, 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 like, you, you almost, you know, your star player almost went down uh, for the World Series, and, like, you know, you're making a joke like that. You know, Ugh, that's, that's such a that's such that's such like a, a baseball like uh, meathead thing to thing to joke about yeah. or like if, or joke to make. So uh, so yeah, there you go, Kike. I mean, I will say like he's a pretty solid utility player. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as being like a utility guy, like the the Dodgers are lucky they're able to afford somebody like that's he's on like the higher end of of utility players, I think, in the league. But mm-hmm. I, I still don't really care for him. 
Yeah, he may be my least favorite Dodger uh, out of them all, actually. I just hate him. I, I know that he hit three homers against the Cubs, like, in the LCS a couple years ago, so maybe that's it. But, um, yeah, I, I hate Kike Hernandez for sure. Uh, Chris Taylor. <laughs> uh, Chris Taylor looks like a rat. <laughs> um, I... Uh... Yeah, I mean, not not really. Uh, you know, he seems like the type of guy. Like he was on Seattle for maybe a couple of years, never did anything with them. Uh, then he came over to the the Dodgers. Um, you know, I think he's uh, he's just a guy who got like lucky, and he's on like a good team. But um, you know, Chris Taylor doesn't really excite me at all. He's just like the he's like the least least exciting player on on that Dodgers team. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's just uh, he. I put him in uh, Scooter Jeanette territory where I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to say about him one way or the other, <laughs> um, which means I don't like him. Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just let's do Kershaw and Bueller and then call it a day. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. Do you like him, Jack? Okay. For Clayton Kershaw, uh, uh, a resounding yes. Like I would, you know, he's one of the all-time great pitchers. Seen yeah. him pitch a couple times. Saw him get his two thousand strikeout. Um, uh, you know, I would, I would go to any game that, that he pitched because he's a first ballot hall of famer and probably the best pitcher of his generation. If, if not one of the best, I'm sure there's an argument to be made for Max Scherzer and Verlander and, and guys, but yeah, he's, he's right up there. Uh, Walker Bueller. Uh, yeah, I would also, uh, go out of my way to see Walker Bueller pitch. Like, I feel like Walker Bueller is kind of an asshole. Um, uh, he's not quite at like Trevor Bauer territory, but like, he's, he's definitely like kind of there. Uh, I like, I like that he wore, um, like those really tight pants and then got pissed when somebody asked him about it, which was, <laughs> uh, which was pretty funny. Um, there was no reason. I mean, you'd think like a, a cooler guy might've had like a sense of humor about it, but like, and maybe he was salty because the Dodgers had just lost that game. But, yeah. uh, it's like, you know, come on, man, have a, have a sense of humor about that. Uh, but like at any rate though, like, uh, in, I guess maybe like I would see him pitch, is maybe a different thing than like I uh, I like him. Okay. Uh, so like I think maybe the answer would be the jury's still out on Walker Bueller, leaning towards yes, only because like baseball needs guys who are kind of assholes, and he <laughs> seems like he fit he fits that bill. Yeah, I don't know if he's I don't know if I would call him an asshole, and and believe me, I'm you know if you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, you know that that's I'm you know I have no problem calling anyone an asshole. Um, but uh, I think I. He seemed just kind of like annoyed by that guy's question, and quite honestly, like, yeah, they did just lose that game, and he was the pitcher of that game, and it's like, I almost say like that art that 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 news that reporter was like, dude, seriously, you're asking this question right now, like, fucking just fucking take off, man, like we're all out here, like, like what are you even here for? Like, you should be like at home, like, trying to like you know take care of yourself like what are you even out at the ballpark for reporter guy um but uh yeah he kind of he kind of sounded kind of nerdy to me almost like uh like i don't know he kind of has it's like his voice sounds maybe like nerdier than i would have thought like so i think i might like walk i i i I think i like walker bueller um um i also like that like yeah he was like because so he came from Vanderbilt, right? And he got drafted behind uh, Carson Fulmer. Am I right? 
Yeah, I think you are. I think the White Sox hilariously drafted Carson Fulmer before Walker Bueller. Yeah, so I kind of like that about him, too. Like, he was, like, slighted in the draft by his own teammate, and he's, I don't even know if Carson Fulmer is in professional baseball anymore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. Well, that's, um, you know, I'm not even sure really what that proves other than, like, it's kind of split. I think I think what it proves for me, Jack, is, like, I actually don't hate as many Dodgers as I did maybe, like, three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but I still am not I, – I, I don't want them to win. I'm not excited about them winning. Uh, you know, I think L.A. is uh, – you know, it, it's a cool town, I guess. The Dodgers are a storied franchise, but um, I uh, I don't know. I Obviously, I want the Rays to win. I, I, I like the Rays no matter who they're playing, um, except for maybe the Cubs. So, um so yeah, so uh, so yeah, I'm 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 uh, rooting for the Rays all the way, but uh, but yeah, I guess I I guess I don't hate the Dodgers as much as I used to, but uh, I still don't like them. Yeah, uh, not a fan. I, I'm rooting for the Rays as well. They've got some uh, they've got some really likable guys uh, on the team. Um, I, I'm 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 a fan of uh, G Man Choi. Yeah, uh, I think he's a he's he's a cool guy for the Rays. Uh, was on the Brewers very briefly. Um, uh, until he was released. So, uh, you know, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I like the sort of the style they have. Uh, you know, Charlie Morton, um, who, like, ha- has had a very strange career. Yeah. Where, like, his, his best years have just been in the last couple of years, and now he's, like, an ace. Uh, Tyler Glasnow is, is, is good. Austin Meadows. Um, you know, and they got a bunch of, like, pretty exciting guys out in the bullpen, too, uh, which, is, which is cool to see. Um, Blake, yeah. Blake Snell could have been a regular on Jackass. Like Blake, Blake Snell <laughs> yeah, is a weird guy. Snell, yeah, yeah, he's he a is. Weird, yeah, they like interviewed him on, in the uh, post game uh, ceremony, and he was like, he, he just like kind of put his head down, and like he's like, yeah, you know, I, I was telling everyone we're good. Like I don't know what's wrong with that. Like I mean, this is not what he was saying, but this is like the vibe. This is, <laughs> this is like his vibe. He's like, I don't know what everyone's talking about, man. Like we're good. Like, like he could have been like in like the movie Kids or something. Like he reminds me of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Telly. I, I don't remember if it's Telly or the other. I can't remember the characters, but like he just like he has like a fucking like river rat like menta- like 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 vibe <laughs> to him. And like uh, I kind of like it though. Like I kind of like he he seems like like white trash, but I like it. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. But yeah, I you know Jack, I actually you know uh, I was going, I was like looking at their roster and like I oddly have like an autographed card of like everyone on like the like in the Rays starting lineup except for maybe except for Zunino and like Choi. But like okay, I, I kind of have like cards of like all these guys and I just kind of like I just like them individually and like just you put them all together and like it's like I guess that's why I like the Rays but um well if if they win the World Series Jeremy you should you should have sell the team set yeah yeah exactly yeah for a cool you know two grand or something uh I am <laughs> Jack we were talking about this uh before the before we started recording but I'm, I'm making a small fortune off of selling Randy Arena cards right now so I I feel pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah. Jack, did you see that? I that, mean, you know. That, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we didn't even mention Rosarena to say nothing of him and his seven postseason uh, home runs this year. Yeah. Did you see that quote um, that he had? Like, I just saw it. Um, uh, I can't even. I didn't really even, like, uh, get a chance to, like, verify it. But I saw, like, a like a, a graphic, like a picture that said, like, 
He's like, I want to, I'm going to give the trophy to John Mosaliak because I wouldn't be here raking if he didn't trade me. Oh, really? He yeah. said that? Yeah. That's apparently. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, unless I, unless that someone was like, you know, editorializing, but, um, if, if he really did say that, I'm trying to find, um, like that, that link somewhere, but, um, a little hard to find, like Googling it on the spot, but, um, but yeah, if he did in fact say that, that's pretty fucking cool. I'll say that. Yeah, that is. Um, and you know, he was, I mean, it's, uh, these guys like, you know, they, they sign with an organization and they come up through, you know, through that organization and stuff. And, you know, they probably, you know, get to know a lot of people there and, you know, they become attached to it. I mean, it's, I guess it's and like anywhere else you work. Uh, and then they just trade you for, you know, some bullshit, like, you know, that you made one mistake and posted a social media video. Um, yeah. so yeah, like I, I hope, I hope he kind of feels like he's sticking it to the Cardinals a little bit. Um, you know, I feel like people haven't given the Cardinals enough crap, uh, about like trading him, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll come if he, you know, if he turns out to be the real deal and this isn't just a hot streak. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, it's like, it's one of those things where like, um, he got traded for like doing that, but like he's, but like also it's like, you know, with, with baseball struggling, like in the grand scheme of things, like amongst like, you know, youngsters, millennials, whatever, it's like, Hey, you know, you might have to like kind of embrace social media a little bit, you know, to kind of appeal to like a younger audience. And then like, you know, and like the fact that that video got leaked of, of Mike Schilt. Um, so like just in case folks don't know, yeah. Like last year, Mike Schilt, um, the he gave that that rah rah uh, you know speech in the uh, clubhouse after the 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 Cardinals advanced uh, to the uh, like NLCS or whatever, and um, he said like you know I don't care who we play we're gonna kick their fucking ass and uh, yeah actually actually Jeremy I uh, I was watching it the other day I, I can I can give almost a, a, a quote by quote uh, run rundown of Do the uh, of the thing and he, he goes uh, he's like he's like. They started the shit, we ended the shit. We don't start stuff, but we showed everybody that nobody fucks with us ever. Ever. Now I don't give a fuck who we play. We're gonna kick their fucking asses. We're gonna take it right to them all the fucking way, because that's how we roll. I mean, and that's not a, uh, that's not a, a, a you know, a blow-by-blow blow rundown, but it's pretty, it's pretty close. Uh, yeah. And, like, just imagine those words being said by a high school science teacher. <laughs> And and you've got uh, you've got Mike Mike Schilt uh, in there, and it was hilarious too. And like you know the the Cardinals players are like looking at each other like uh, you know, and they're kind of like laughing and stuff, probably because they can't believe that this guy is up there saying it. But like the whole thing just it seems ridiculous because he's just like this nerdy guy like saying all of this stuff. It was actually just like a perfect uh, baseball thing because you can you can see that even even guys like that are super, uh, you know, profane, like, back, you know, backstage, um, which is just, like, which which just goes to show you that even 30-plus years ago, Major League got it right, the movie Major League. Yeah. Um, so it was perfect, and, like, you know, it was a great moment uh, to, like, start the playoffs with, um, and, like, I, I, I'm glad Randy Arena posted it, uh, but, you know, um, uh, yeah, apparently, I guess the Cardinals weren't. I guess they didn't have a sense of humor. By the way, did, like, who, did did he have like Shane Black write that like that that speech for him or something? Or I'm trying to think of like some other like you know like 
like uh, David Milch or something. Like, like, who the fuck, like he had to have hired a professional like screenwriter to, to write that for him because that's like it's like the most like it's like a perfectly crafted like, you know, little soliloquy about like, uh, you know, having a chip on your shoulder. It is. And, you know, Jeremy, one last one last thing about that is that they uh, I feel like, you know, when you read a transcript of it, the transcript always leaves out the fact that when, when he says uh, he goes, nobody fucks with us ever. Ever. Like he says the word ever twice and yeah. like the the transcripts always leave that out, but that's my favorite part of it that he that he says that <laughs> word twice. I think I think that's that's pretty uh that's pretty uh, good. Um yeah, so like uh uh it just it, it just sucks that like major league baseball in general doesn't have more of a sense of humor about that stuff. I mean yeah. obviously the car the Cardinals have, you know, uh always kind of been a franchise that takes themselves a little too seriously. Yeah. Um but even, you know, even when there's leaks like the uh the the Terry Collins umpire blow up leak or, you know, any any of the ones we saw this year, I feel like Major League Baseball doesn't like those getting out. But those are classic. I wish I wish they mic'd up the umps every game so we could we could get one of those every day. I mean, yeah, people like I it's like people love the stuff. I'm I try to, to to think about like, you know, oh what's the counterpoint to this? Like and like, I mean, I get the only thing you could say is like, hey, these are supposed to be grown men. They should be, you know, comporting themselves in a professional manner. But it's not it's not it's not a fucking office, you know, space. It's it's a fucking baseball clubhouse. Like these guys are like animals. <laughs> and it's like it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like like and it's it's entertaining and like it gives them fucking personality. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I think baseball, like I feel like if you ask fucking a hundred people, like 99 of them would say, I'm glad that, that, that video of Mike Schilt leaked, uh, you know? And, um, I mean, it even made me like, maybe even like him just, you know, a, a fraction of a percentage of point, a little bit more <laughs> just for doing that. And like Randy Rosarena, like, yeah, he, he streamed it on Instagram and then they fucking, instead of like, saying like thank you for like you know kind of like boosting up our brand a little bit they fucking traded his ass so so good yeah i hope he's like to quote major league again i hope he sticks it up their ass every fucking time that he, <laughs> that he faces them. um but uh but yeah so i love it um randy rose arena seems like a character i was i was telling jack his his autograph he draws like a little smiley face in his autograph and it's like he it's kind of cool like like i feel like most guys would be like i don't you know draw a smiley face what the hell are you talking about but like i don't know rose arena like he seems like to, to to have a pretty good sense of humor so that that's awesome um but yeah so yeah a lot of guys on the raise that i like um yeah and they also have a couple weird random guys jeremy brett phillips formerly of the brewers uh, yeah is on <laughs> so there you go maverick himself as uh, apparently macho man randy savage used to call brett phillips because they were like neighbors um uh, uh, they have they have Kev, Kevan Smith, so they have oh, Kevin God. Smith. I, he, I'm sure he's not on the playoff roster, but he did get he did play in 17 games for the Rays this year, so he would get a uh, you know he he would get a ring if they won. Um, and you know the the Rays also have this interesting guy Jeremy named Yoshi Tsutsugo. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he did not have a good season this year. He had under 200 with with eight home runs, uh, but he was like a really uh, I think he was from Japan. Is he not? I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's from the. He played in the Japanese league, but he, uh, uh, he, you know, his numbers there were like he had crazy power numbers. So uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if next year, like when he gets used to the league a little bit more, if he'll be able to uh, break out at all. Um, uh, you know, there's no telling. But also, Jeremy, I was texting you. It's interesting that Aaron Loop is on this team. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought, I thought that guy was you know out of baseball uh, years ago. 
So it was it was interesting to see him pitching in a playoff game as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was yeah, there's some um uh just kind of oddballs on the on the Rays uh roster for sure. Um but uh but it all kind of came together for them. So um so you know, so we speak we you know, the consensus is out. We we don't like Corey Seager. We both like Randy Rosarena. They both won um uh MVP of the their respective league championship series. Um a couple weeks ago, we brought up uh, I forgot uh, Pat Borders as the World Series MVP. Um, That's so, right. So we figured like we'd run down a list of um, World Series MVPs, League Championship MVPs, and just see what we got and see kind of what like you know what oddballs there were, what guys stood out, who were you know what guys make you say like that guy won MVP of anything. Uh, let alone like a championship series or a world series. So, so yeah, I think we can just kind of like look at this list and kind of, uh, you know, take a, take a stroll back at some of these uh, potential oddball guys. Um, you know, uh, going back to uh, last year, you know, I think Howie Kendrick um, kind of stands out a little bit, even though he had a huge moment in the world series. Like one of my favorite moments of recent years at home run, uh, off of uh, Will Smith, uh, no, uh, Will Harris um, in Game 7 of the World Series, but he was the NLCS MVP as well. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, Howie Kendrick is kind of a, uh, you know, I, I, I like the term professional hitter because I think it can describe a guy pretty well um, who's like Howie Kendrick. So Howie Kendrick is a guy you would, you would just think of as like a professional hitter. He's always going to hit at least 290, 300, um, you know, and he's, he's still plugging away. I don't really know what he did this year because the Nats, I don't think anybody paid attention to the Nats <laughs> this year. Um, yeah. yeah, he, you know, he played in 25 games, hit two, hit, there you go, hit 275. Okay. Uh, his career average is 294. Um, and he's been, he's been playing forever, uh, even though he's, he's only 36. But yeah, um, but, yeah uh, but, but he seems like an oddball guy to uh, uh, win an win a, uh, LCS MVP just because he hasn't been an, an everyday player in, you know, a, in a long time. Uh, yeah. But it was nice, kind of cool to see his <clears throat> resurgence nonetheless. Yeah, he kind of fell off a little bit uh, for, some, for some years there, and I kind of felt like he was, like, washed up, and then he kind of, yeah, had a resurgent uh, year last year for sure. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of a cool moment and, uh, yeah, kind of an oddball MVP um, there. Uh, from 2018, uh, I mean, the glaring one right there, like one of the, I think one of the weirdest World Series MVPs of all time, Steve Pierce, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, that was uh, definitely, as you said, Jeremy, glaring. Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's a guy who's, again, never really been like an everyday player. Um, you know, he's never, uh, he's, he's never played more than 102 games in any given season. Uh, and in the 2018 season, he only played 76 games total. Um, uh, so yeah, for him to, for him to be the, uh, uh, world series MVP, especially for a, a storied team like the Red Sox is, uh, is very odd. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, I'm not even sure if he did anything like in 2019 or, no, he he did not. He had a he had a terrible year in 2019. <laughs> I think he hit, he had under 200 and he barely played. So uh, yeah, and he hasn't he he didn't play in 2020. So it seems like that uh, that World Series was uh, uh, sort of the, the World Series MVP was sort of the pinnacle of his uh, his career. Um, yeah, he'd been playing since 2007. Uh, so yeah, good for him. He managed to make some sort of impact on the game before he uh, you know before he he washed out. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is before rain delay theater times, but um, I I had an an incident with a fan. I don't remember if I've brought this up on a podcast before, and I I don't remember all the details, so I I kind of like I hesitate hesitate to even get into it. But I was at a Cubs Orioles game in like maybe 2014 or 13 or whatever, whenever Pierce was on the Orioles, and I was like, uh-huh. I was like ragging on Steve Pierce, saying like something like, you know, uh. The, I don't even remember what it was. It was something about the Pirates. Like, they didn't want – they didn't even want Steve Pierce and, like, you know, they have so-and-so on their team. And I listed – I said some, like, bum who was on the Pirates. I'm like, they'd rather have this guy than you, Steve Pierce. And then, like, <laughs> Steve Pierce got – that's, like, the gist of what I was, was, was yelling. And they were, like – and I was doing it because there was Orioles fans, like, two rows ahead of us. And then at some point, Steve Pierce got, like, an RBI single. And then they turned around. They're like, yeah, we're, we're – we're glad we got Steve Pierce. Like, yeah, we love him or something. I'm like, I'm like, All right. <laughs> but it's, you know, it was kind of one of the weirder ex- heckles and exchanges I had in my, in my baseball life. And uh, I don't remember the exact details of it, unfortunately, but I know that that was essentially the vibe of what, what was happening there. Um, yeah. Well, you got, you got to love these guys uh, defending the honor of Steve Pierce. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, Jack, who do you got? Uh, what, what are some other ones? Yeah, sure. Well, Jeremy, um, I, I was going to say I'll never, I'll never forget Ben Zobrist uh, winning the 2016 uh, uh, World Series MVP yeah. for the Cubs. Uh, I, but that was a good one, though. He seemed like he always got a big hit uh, in, a, you know, whenever, whenever the team needed it. Um, also, Salvador Perez winning in 2015. Uh, he was the World Series MVP for the uh, Kansas City Royals. I only bring him up because it seems like he hasn't played in a long time. I mean, he did play this year, but it yeah. seems like uh, he just hasn't been heard from in a really long time. Uh, he did manage to hit 11 home runs and hit 333 this year in a, in a kind of a comeback year, I guess. Maybe he'll be comeback player of the year. But, um, Sel- but Salvador Perez's, like, games played numbers as a catcher, like, kind of make me ill. Just, like, in 2014, yeah. he played 150 games. Like, that's insane. Like he, Yes, he did. That is crazy. Like, I mean, and, like, yeah, if you look at, like, his – even still, like even like I get okay. So he missed all of 2019, so maybe that's why. Um, uh, I think he had like uh, uh, he blew out his knee like in spring train, like late in spring training. I want to say, yeah, um, if I remember correctly. And so he missed that whole year. But like, yeah, like you know, in 2015, uh, 142 games. So that means like you know, 20 games he sat the whole goddamn season. In 2014, he sat 12 games. Like what the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean, in in 2014. He uh, he started 143 games at catcher, um, which is which is insane. Uh, that I get that means uh, there were only only 19 times that season did he not start at catcher, and he completed 124 of those games too. So like the guy caught almost every inning uh, of like a whole season. So that's crazy. So I guess it's it's uh, it's no no small wonder that he's uh, you know that he's kind of been banged up the last couple of years. Uh, and I, I guess, hey, like that's that's Ned Yost as a manager for you, just like completely completely running a guy uh, into the ground, um, especially you know when he's got one of the best defensive catchers in the league. I mean, Salvador Perez was an All Star every year from 2013 to 2018. Like the guy's a six time All Star. He's a good player. Uh, I just feel like, and he won he won a Gold Glove every year uh, during that span, except for one. So he's a five time Gold Glove award winner too. So like, yeah, the guy's a, the guy's a great uh, player. But now he's on like a, a completely shit rebuilding Royals team. 
Um, and I feel like he's just going to kind of be forgotten about unless he gets traded to a, a better, a more winning organization. Um, but at least it, it was cool for him to be able to win that 2015 uh, World Series MVP for the uh, the Royals. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think if you look at 2013, um, you know, Michael Waka, like I think he did have a really good, I think he had like a scoreless uh, streak that maybe in, like in that LCS. So maybe that, you know, that probably explains why he won. Although, you know, career longevity, he's kind of, he fell off after a couple of good years. Um, he was on the Mets this year. Like, I don't even think I saw him pitch, but like he, it's the thought of Michael Waka as a Met is just such a weird concept to me. Um, yeah. but in the American league, Koji Uehara was the ALCS MVP. That now that is very, very weird, uh, to believe Jeremy, uh, Koji yeah. Uehara ended up, he, he spent a year on, was he on the Cubs world series team? Um, Ooh, I don't know if it was the world series team. It very it might've been 2017. Been. Um, no, it was, it was 2017. He was on Boston in 2016. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's an odd one too. Um, you know, Koji Uehara always like, he, he was, he was old, Jeremy. I mean, he <laughs> was old when he started in the league. He was 34. Uh, he was, he was 38 when he won that, uh, that else, that LCS MVP. And, uh, he was 42 when he was pitching on the Cubs. I remember he was pitching about 80, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour when he was on the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, and you know, still getting the occasional guy out. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely an outlier for sure. It's weird to see, it's weird to see a reliever be uh be an, an mvp of a series yeah i mean did he save every goddamn did he save like you know all four games or something maybe he did <laughs> um, yeah but uh but yeah i you know i remember when he was on the cubs actually they were like you know the cubs are gonna see what what uihara has left in the tank and it's like that doesn't sound good <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like we're just gonna trot him out there and see if he can still fucking pitch it's like aren't we trying <laughs> to win like aren't we trying to like repeat as world series champions and they're just gonna trot out this fucking old dude like who who like maybe not might not be able to like throw a competitive pitch like fucking get him out of here man get someone else (laughs) get it get uh joe nathan in here (laughs) that was a brief stint uh with the cubs joe nathan as well um jeremy in uh uh, 2012 there were a couple a couple of guys i'd like to point out this is the actually well i guess all three of them uh, well, first of all, Pablo Sandoval. Um, this he was he was pretty good in 2012. Uh, so that you know, no real surprise there. But the big surprise, Jeremy, to me is that he's still playing. He was on the Braves this yes, year. Yeah. Um, he got uh, in that was night. a yeah 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 he did. Uh, uh, and that that was just an absolute shock to me that he was still still around. Um, I, I don't know why. It's not like the guy. You know, the guy's made a, a bundle of money for doing nothing. Uh, you know, he just completely swindled Boston. They paid him about, you know, like $80 million to not do a damn thing. And then they just like, you know, paid him about $50 million to walk away. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, good for Pablo Sandoval. He's, he's uh, got somehow still around. But eight years ago, he was a World Series MVP for the Giants. Delman Young, Jeremy, was the, LC- <laughs> was the LCS MVP, which, uh, which to me is very, uh, very weird. He was the ALCS MVP that year in 2012. Was he on at that point? I know, Detroit was it? Uh, yeah, it must have been Detroit. Yeah, they were in the World Series. Del- Delman Young played 151 games that year, which is uh, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, Delman Young, um, a guy that again like washed out pretty fast. His last year in the league was 2015 when he was 29. So you know, you'd think he could have. He, I mean, he could still be playing if he was any good. Um, 
Uh, well, he hit two eighty three for his career, too. He came up as a 20-year-old, so he was around for a little while. But, you know, yeah, uh, he's, you know, he's not around anymore, but I guess he did have his, his time in the sun there in 2012. The weirdest guy, though, Jeremy, for me is Marco Scudero yeah, from 2012. Sure. That, is, uh, that is very strange for the Giants. Um, Marco Scudero, again, another guy who's kind of just a career bum. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he had that one. He had a pretty solid year in 2012. He played in 156 games in 2012, which seems like a lot for Marco Scudero. But uh, he, was the, he was the NLCS MVP in 2012. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I mean, yeah, those – you know, I did like those Giants teams of, like, in that playoff run um, from a team that I hated just because of their support for, for Barry Bonds to, like, liking that <clears> – <throat> those teams of those years. Um, you know, uh, and they had they had just they had weird like random guys like that, and we'll we'll probably talk about one here in a second coming up. But like, um, Freddie Sanchez was like I don't remember if he came before or after Marco Scudero, but like he was like they those guys like they just were like I feel like they replaced each other with just like a tiny middle infielder who like pesky tiny middle <laughs> infielder. Um, but yeah, just just some random, just kind of like random scrubs that came together and like were good or whatever. Like at the time, I guess. No, definitely, Jeremy. And I, were you going to bring up Cody Ross next? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Cody Ross was the uh, 2010 NLCS MVP for the Giants. Yes, he was. Um, and yeah, he's another guy who like uh, uh, just like a weird guy to have as your as your you know MVP. He had a couple years where he uh, you know he played over 150 games. But for the most part, he was just like a back out, a backup outfielder slash scrub. Yeah, for sure. And um, he, uh, in recent years, he's become outspoken in the similar vein of uh, Aubrey Huff. So um, any sort of has he really? Yeah, he has. There's been some tweets. Uh, there were some tweets. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's on the same level as Aubrey Huff. Um, you know, few are. Um, <laughs> uh, who aren't you know maybe wearing a white hood um but like uh you know but but like yeah he he had a couple tweets early on and i'm like fucking cody ross like sh- shut the fuck up you fucking little shrimp man you know um but uh he did have yeah he had a run there like i feel like he hit a bunch of homers in that nlcs maybe and uh yeah i don't know um but uh christ yeah, he had a moment. And, yeah, I'll say, Jeremy, too, that Edgar Renteria was the 2010 World Series MVP, which is also kind of a weird one. Um, yeah. he, had some good, he had some good seasons, but I feel like Ed, Edgar Renteria at this point has been largely forgotten by baseball fans. Um, you know, he actually did have a pretty solid career. He had 286 for his career. Um, he won that uh, World Series MVP again with the Giants. Uh, and yeah, he had, he had some solid years, uh, for like the Cardinals. He had 331 year, uh, in almost 600 at bats for St. Louis. Uh, Jeremy as a Cubs fan, maybe, you know, you were a little bit more, more pestered by him than, than most, but, uh, yeah, he, he was actually a pretty solid player. I had just kind of, I had kind of forgotten all about him until I looked at this list. Yeah. I never, you know, I never thought of him as a Cubs killer per se, but, um, but yeah, yeah, he's a guy just like kind of just bounced around to so many teams and. I uh, was on that 97 uh, Indians or uh, 97 uh, Marlins team Marlins that beat team. the Indians. Yeah, um, I think he he either he he got the game winning hit, didn't he? Because he scored. Didn't Craig Council Craig Council score that run? 
Or am I yes, he did. The Diamondbacks. Yeah, okay. No, I think Craig Council may have scored a winning run in, in the Diamondbacks series too. Okay. But uh, he did okay, well. he did score one, I think, in that series as well. Yeah, as as a twenty year old in nineteen ninety seven, Edgar Renteria was playing in that uh, in that series, and also also it, that like that year he was an everyday player. I mean, uh, played in one hundred and fifty four games as a twenty year old. So uh, you know, he was kind of a finished product right away as, when he came up. Uh, and yeah, he ended up having a really good, uh, really long career. Um, so it was, it was kind of nice to see his name on this list, uh, because I had sort of, he, he's kind of a guy I just never really think about anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, Christ, Jeremy, he'd be a good baseball reference one. He even played t- in 2005. He played for the Red Sox for a season. Uh, I, yeah. I never would have, I never would have been able to tell you that. I, I, I vaguely, I, I, I oddly remember that Red Sox series, a season of his actually, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, 2008, Matt Garza was the ALCS MVP. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, what team was that for? Was that for the... Uh, the Rays. Uh, the Rays, that's yeah. right, the Rays. Oh, God, he was on that Rays team. Yeah, um, Yeah. there, there you go. Um, I guess it was truly truly the man's game back then. <laughs> yeah, he somewhere he has that trophy at home, and it probably has a pair of, like, you know, sunglasses on it and, like you know, some fucking like gold chains around it or something like he had to like make it as much of an asshole as he is as a human. So yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff Supan, Jeremy was the 2006, uh, NLCS MVP. Yeah, man. That's uh, that one's a fucking head scratcher, dude. <clears throat> was, ne- was never, never, never a fan. Th- there were a couple weird ones there. So Jeff Supan and then David Eckstein was the uh, was the World Series MVP that year. Yeah. Uh, but I would say if I had to pick one of those two guys to to not like it, uh, it would be it would be Jeff Supan for sure. sure. Um, yeah, he won that he won that uh, MVP uh, in 2006. Then he signed a pretty lucrative deal with Milwaukee and was just complete shit for his whole you know for the for the whole time he was with the Brewers. Yeah, it's Jeff Supan is funny. He represents two like very like um like glaring things in baseball. One that like the fucking Cardinals can sign whatever fucking bum and have them be the fucking MVP of the NLCS and have them, and bring them to the World Series. And then also it represents a futility of like the Braves signing pitchers or the Brewers signing pitchers and having them be crap. So he like represents both of those. Yes. <laughs> Not in a good way either way. You know, and it, it's it's strange, Jeremy. Jeff Supan, like the the guy pitched from nineteen ninety five to uh, twenty twelve, with only one season where he didn't pitch. He didn't pitch at all in twenty eleven. So the guy, the guy, uh, you know, he pitched for fifteen, sixteen years, uh, and his career ERA was four seventy. He pitched yeah. twenty five hundred innings, and he started four hundred and forty eight games. Uh, you know, and had almost three hundred career decisions with an ERA of four seventy. I like I don't I don't understand I don't understand how the guy kept hanging around. Yeah, it just doesn't make it. It makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah, for real. And it's not like he was a lefty or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe he was always like, maybe he like when he would get to the team, he'd be like, listen, just so you know, whatever whatever you're thinking about paying me, and and or cutting me, I'll always take less or something. You, know? <laughs> you can always bump me down. Just don't release me. <laughs> um yeah jeremy in his his entire career his whole career he had one year where his era was under four and that year his era was for the st louis cardinals 
it was uh, 3.57 in 194 innings. That was the lowest uh, ERA he ever had to finish the season. That is, uh, yeah. that's just un- it's unbelievable. I just, I, it, it blows my mind. I yeah. want to see, I wanna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll down to his career earnings here. He earned in his career, wait for it, wait for it, $58 million. Yes. Um, yeah, there's just, uh, that, that's crazy. So I, I had never actually, until looking at this, realized just how bad Jeff Supan was. Yeah. Uh, but he was, uh, but he sucked, Jeremy. He was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe, you know, I do recall him having, like, a reputation as an innings eater, so maybe that played a part in it, but, like, uh, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just not not good. Um, no. Yeah. Um, 20, uh, or 2005, um, I got to say, like, you know, even though it's close to home, like, Jermaine Dye <coughs> as the World Series MVP for the White Sox is kind of a, kind of a weird one in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it is, Jeremy. Uh, Jermaine Dye is another one of those guys that I feel like has just been largely forgotten, maybe by everybody but Sox fans. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he had some good seasons for the Royals. Uh, you know, he consistently had, like, for a couple of years there, he was a 25 home run and 100-plus RBI guy. So he was, uh, you know, he was really solid. 2000, he hit 33 homers with, 300, uh, with 118 RBIs, and he had 321. So, like, the guy had some good years. Um, he was a solid player. Uh, I just feel like sort of nobody really, uh, nobody really remembers the guy at this point. But yeah, for the White Sox, you know, he did come through in the clutch for them in their their fluke their fluke World Series. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm yeah, I'm looking at his goddamn numbers and they're 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 kind of amazing. Like 325 career homers, a career 274 batting average. Like, I mean, this is pretty. I I just insulted him by saying that he was an oddball MVP, but that just that just goes to show like how much this guy has kind of like been like like under the radar like unsung in his career. I mean like those are really good numbers. They are. And and you know, uh Jeremy, he followed up that 2005 campaign and with 2006 he was an all-star. He hit 44 home runs with 120 RBIs and he hit 315. Yeah. So crazy. like yeah, the guy the guy was actually like good. And uh, you just you don't hear anybody uh, you don't hear anybody ever talk about him anymore. No, no. Uh, but that is um, interesting. But yeah, Jermaine Dye, uh, you know, probably one of the more underrated players of uh, you know during the time that he was playing. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I still don't think of him as a White Sox though, Jeremy. I think of him as a Royal. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, well, the fact that he could be so good and be totally forgotten, I think, does cement him as a White Sox, Jack. So you might have to, <laughs> you might have to reconsider. But yeah, um, but yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah, excellent point. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, two thousand two, Benito Santiago was Love the uh, uh, was the LCS MVP for the San Francisco Giants uh, at age thirty seven. Uh, he was an All Star that season. Um, you know, Benito Santiago seems like he had no business, uh, A, playing in a league championship series, but uh, also being an all-star and, uh, a, a, you know, an MVP of a, of a series uh, at that age. Is he one of those guys who batted, like, ahead of, like in front of uh, Barry Bonds, and that's why he was, like, that why he did well? Like, oh, man, it, it, may, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It uh, may well have been. Yeah. Um, I wish yeah, you could I mean, see, he, like where he batted mo- the most times in the league, like readily on the <laughs> website. But, but yeah. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. Maybe I'll try to see what I can find here. Well, yeah, he was, uh, uh, you know, he, he started his career in 1986. 
So he had a long career. He played up to 2005. He'd be a good baseball resume guy. He finished his career with Pittsburgh, um, which was which is very strange. But I remember he, uh, yeah, he he was always famous for what throwing uh, throwing from his knees. That was like his big thing, right? Like yeah. when he would uh, try to throw a runner out at second base, he would throw from his knees. Um, yeah, he was a former rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year in 1987 for the Padres. Um, yeah, so he had a he had a solid career for a catcher. Was also uh, but, a um, Cub very briefly. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he yeah. was in 1999. He was a Cub for one season. That's right. Yeah, he played for a, he played for a ton of teams. Um, yeah, he was on those inaugural Marlins teams as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, he had a he had a solid career, uh, but certainly not somebody I would have expected to be a, to be an LCS MVP in the early 2000s, considering his career started in '86. Yeah, you know, uh, so in looking at the World Series box scores, he hit he hit directly behind uh, Barry Bonds. Um, of course, Jeff Kent um, and Rich Aurelia hit uh, in front of Bonds, and that's why they, you know, <laughs> put up the numbers they did. But maybe the the pitchers were just so like, you know, uh, <clears throat> like careful about pitching to Bonds that they would just like groove it into like first pitch to Benito Santiago, and he would, you know, he would crush it or something. That would explain <laughs> right. his twenty his two thousand two season. But so yeah. so you said Jeff Kent normally would hit hit in front of Bonds. I mean, yeah, I think so. Like uh, in in the World Series, he did. Yeah, like, and and you know Jeff Kent is uh uh like Jeff Kent is a, I think he always like hate him and Barry Bonds never got along with each other. Yeah, and like yeah, and like you know you you think Jeff Kent would be kissing Barry Bonds' ass like you know like Jeff Kent was an MVP one season like hey you know like uh the, the Barry Bonds is actually like protecting you and taking care of you in the lineup and like you know probably getting you bigger contracts because of that so. You know, maybe you should instead of you know butting heads with the guy, you should try to be friends with him. I'm not sticking up for Barry Bonds here. I got nothing <laughs> good to say. If I could do that, like most of that was also probably on Barry Bonds too. Right. But uh, you know, you think Jeff Kent would have maybe been at least a little bit grateful. There were t- there were two assholes, Jack, uh, who didn't, didn't <laughs> like each other. Um, but only one of them was on sur- on the TV show Survivor, and that's Jeff Kent. <laughs> um, Jeremy, that same year, 2002, Adam Kennedy. Was the uh, ALCS MVP for the uh, Anaheim Angels, which is also pretty. Uh, he's also kind of another strange guy to to uh, have that distinction. Definitely, yeah. That yeah. That those two. I think you know David Eckstein and, and Adam Kennedy. I believe you know played next to each other that year in uh, in <clears throat> in Los Angeles for the for the Angels, and uh, they both have like playoff MVP hardware. And uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know which one of those is more shocking, but uh, yeah, they're both kind of like I, I, you know, much like Ryan Terrio and Mike Fontenot were like the same guy. I kind of feel like Adam Adam uh, Kennedy and David Eckstein were also kind of like the same guy. <laughs> no, right, uh, definitely. They, well, they certainly like look the same, have the same build, and seem to play the same position. So, def- oh yeah, um, Jeremy, two thousand one uh, World Series MVP. I got to tell you, got a problem. I got a problem with this one. Um, okay. Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling were named co-MVPs of the 2001 uh, World Series. Jeremy, there's nothing dumber than having co-MVPs. Nothing dumber than that. You like, mean, you like know, two just, people who are the most valuable player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think one year, like, they did it in football where, like, Brett Favre and Barry Sanders won co-MVP. Yeah. But, like... Why not? Why why stop at two? Why not have three, four guys? If you're gonna if you're gonna go there, like you know, it just that that's why these awards are fun. 
is because you you pick one guy and then people can people can argue about it. You know, well, that's Jack, why they that's. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jack, I would say that the the real MVPs of the 2001 World Series uh, were uh, were the U.S. citizens for rebounding from. <laughs> From 9-11. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's a, that's a lot more than two. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, it is totally a cop-out. The only thing I could say, I do remember that series, Jack, and, like, the two of them were just, like, so good, and they were, like, a, a tag team. And I don't – I believe they both pitched in Game 7, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, and, like, I mean, if you were ever to do it, I think it is also bullshit, but there was no way that you couldn't have picked one over the other, I think. Like, it, it they were, like – they carried that whole goddamn team. You know, they may have even like had, you know, they may have driven in all the runs in that series as well. That's how much they kind of carried <laughs> that, like that. They kind of like, they kind of strapped the team on their back, I would say in that series. So like, I, I understand, but I also, I also agree that it is kind of a bullshit cop out. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just not a fan of it, Jeremy. I mean, uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I remember, I vaguely remember that world series. Um, uh, it was, I mean, at this point, yeah, it was so long ago. Um, you know, and I, I get what you're saying about, uh, about, you know, how, how it's hard to pick one over the other, but still, uh, you know, I, I just, I feel like those, these awards are made so people, so people can argue about them. That's one of the fun parts about them. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, still kind of a cop out, but also interesting, that uh, that that that's one of the only times. That's one of two times that's ever happened. So uh, I'll give it to him. Also, Jeremy, I I was looking at at uh, Randy Johnson's batting just because you said they might have driven in all the runs. <laughs> yeah. This didn't happen in two thousand one, but Randy Johnson actually did hit one career home run, which is kind of cool. He was a wow. terrible hitter. He hit one twenty five for his career, um, uh, in uh, almost seven hundred plate appearances. But he did uh he did hit one home run. It happened in two thousand three. So that is, uh, I think that's pretty darn cool, actually. I would like to see that. Yeah, wow, that must have looked weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking it up, uh, looking it up now. But anyway, um, uh, back, to the, uh, back to the MVPs here. We're getting pretty far back in time now, Jeremy. Um, one, one that I think is weird, too, this is 1999. Eddie Perez won for the, uh, <laughs> the Braves. That's a very strange one. Yeah. What, did, Greg, did Greg Maddox pitch every game of that series, and that's why Eddie Perez was catching the whole time? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he, like, um, you know, yeah, maybe he pitched, like, games uh, one, four, and seven, and Eddie Perez got, like, a RBI in each one of those games or something. But I can't imagine what he did. I don't remember, I, but I can't re- imagine what he did to uh, – <laughs> to win uh, NLCS MVP, it's pretty crazy. No, very strange. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think I know. I feel like we are starting to get into kind of like you know some murky territory here because um, you know it's kind of getting out of our like mastery, you know, of baseball. I would say, but uh, I mean, Scott Brocious, uh, 1998 uh, World Series MVP. That's a weird one, but I know I know why he hit that big homer and stuff. Right, uh, and then Marquise Grissom for Cleveland in 1997 was also weird. I was looking at that one, Jeremy, mainly because uh, he got a huge contract from the Milwaukee Brewers after he uh, won that uh, won that MVP, uh, that ALCS MVP. So the joke was on the joke was on the Brewers um, at that point. And you know what? What's funny, Jeremy, too, is I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching this Randy Johnson home run here, and it was actually against it was against the Brewers, and it happened at Miller Park. Oh, so, wow. uh, yeah, so, yeah. And I didn't know this, but yeah, Randy Johnson was a right-handed hitter. 
Uh, like, I don't oh. think I ever actually saw, I don't think I ever actually saw him bat, but, uh, yeah, there, there you go. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that one, ha- that happened against the Brewers. I, I never knew that. Um, uh, like you said, Jeremy, we're getting into kind of murky territory, but I also did not know that Kurt Schilling was the 1993 NLCS MVP. I'm assuming that was for the Phillies. Uh, so, you know, as, as yeah. fucked up as Kurt Schilling is, he <laughs> was a great, probably one of the best postseason pitchers, uh, in baseball history. That's what they say, Jack. They also say that he faked the bloody sock. So, you know, uh, <laughs> what kind of psycho fucking path would do that? <laughs> I guess right. Schilling is the answer to that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Do you, uh, you want to call it a, you want to call it a day here, Jack, on this? Yeah, list? let's, let's do it. Let's do it, Jeremy. Let's call it a day. Yeah, I mean, I you know I'd love to go back and give you my thoughts about Mike Devereaux <laughs> from 1995, but uh, you know we we got to cut it off somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know we'll see what uh, you know. I think we'll see if Randy Arozarena ends up becoming one of these like weird footnotes of the you know as an MVP or uh, he has a has a career. Um, be interesting to see who the World Series MVP is. Um, I uh I still uh I'm I'm hoping for the Rays uh but you know I said you know last episode I believe if the if the if the Dodgers end up winning the World Series like I hope that it can just fi- finally put a rest to all of this talk about like oh the Dodgers they're always there every year they haven't won since 88 like finally you know they've won they can win but uh I uh I would love nothing more than the Rays to be World Series champions. Yeah, that would be cool, Jeremy. I think one neat thing about this series is that uh, these teams truly do not know each other. Um, you know, they haven't played each other all year, uh, so so that that'll be interesting uh, just to see. Like, you know, they they didn't have a lot. They didn't have very long to scout each other. So uh, so this, it'll be cool to see. Uh, I hope it goes seven. Um, if if the uh, championship series were any indication, uh, it seems like it might it might go at least six or seven. So I think uh, regardless of what happens. Uh, seems I think it's going to be a pretty good series between two pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah, for sure. I just hope I don't have All any right, well, goddamn plans oh, yeah. for Game 7. <laughs> right, right. We. <laughs> All right, well, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.